0: Welcome back to the Gentle Counselor podcast. My name is Crystal and I support mums through their inner healing and parenting journeys. For those of you listening right now, this episode is a little bit different because back in October of 2021, it was World Mental Health Day and I had some wonderful friends join me over three days to talk all about mental health and motherhood at the Aussie Moms Mental Health Virtual Event. I hope you enjoyed these conversations which were recorded live at the Summit I'm also thrilled to let you know that we will be returning in 2022 and plan on making it even bigger and better. It may or may not involve a retreat. (laughs) Wherever you are right now, I hope these episodes find you when you truly need it. I would love to hear your feedback on these chats, so make sure you're connected with me on social media at The Gentle Counselor. If you'd like to receive an email once a month that is full of freebies, parenting tips, links to podcast episodes, beautiful affirmation screensavers and other goodies, make sure you are signed up to my email list. I hope you enjoy this chat. Hello everyone. Welcome back to the Aussie Moms Mental Health Virtual Event. If you are joining us live, come on and say hello in the comments to us so we know that you're there. And that is where you can post any questions you might have or if you just want to chat with us along the way, we'd love to talk with you. And if you're watching this as a replay, still go ahead and use the comment section because we will come back to this so that we can make sure we're answering any questions that you might have. Um, Because these replays are going to stay up, which is great so you know, we can keep engaging with you guys. And we know how busy, you know, motherhood is. So we want you to have access to these chats. And I think that's also perfect for what we're talking about today. So I'm joined with Tiffany from Inspire, Learn, Teach. And we're going to be talking about surviving toddlerhood. And I just had a quick read through of some of the topics we're going to cover. And I said, yeah, I can definitely relate to all of these. So I'm really excited for our chat today. Welcome, Tiffany. Hello. How are we? Good. And we've got an extra special guest joining us. She is out for the count, hopefully. Look at that mouth. It's so cute. And now this is what's hard because you all just want to distract me with your adorable babies. So I I need to like remember what we're doing here and that I'm live right now. (laughs) But it's so hard when they're so cute and squishy. They are pretty cute when they're this little. So do you want to tell us a bit about um, what you do and what you share online and maybe a bit about um, why you started doing what you do? So
1: I'm... As you said, I'm Tiffany. Um, I am an educator. I've been an educator now for 17 years. It was my first sort of job, and I haven't left the field. I've worked from early childhood in babies' rooms, cuddling these ones all day, right through to senior schooling. So very varied experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I started my page online and in the online space when I had my first, and was really looking for like-minded parents. Yeah, um, and looking for people who shared my views. And it's not, I think sometimes I can feel like I'm a bit alternative or different when I'm trying mm-hmm. to do things from a more gentle, respectful approach mm-hmm. um, than necessarily some of the parents around me at the time. So yeah. I was seeking that familiarity and what I wanted in my motherhood journey. And I think it's kind of just grown from, Ooh. sorry, that's my dog, <laughs> um, grown from there in terms of not only just sharing and finding those connections but then sharing my journey and then sharing yeah. my expertise around childhood and it's really now I share a lot about toddler learning surviving toddlerhood it's my favorite age mm-hmm. um and navigating the learning side of it filling those days and still being feeling like you're still being a good mum even though you're not doing everything all the time like yeah like the low pressure stuff that everyone feels that they can teach their children, be with their children without adding more overwhelm to parents. That's definitely not my intention.
0: Yeah, and doing it in a way that feels good to you. Like what at the end of the day, when you're like thinking about your day and you're like, did I do everything I want to do? Or am I feeling how I want to feel? And if you're getting towards like, 60% 60% yes, like that's pretty good. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the goal. We're not looking for perfect days out of like Pinterest boards, you know, we're trying to be realistic with it as well. And hence the title, Surviving Toddlerhood. Yes. <laughs> it's not thriving toddlerhood, it's surviving. <laughs> that's how it's
1: definitely like, felt here this morning, I can tell
0: you. <laughs> so, how can we fill our Ooh. toddler days without going around in circles with? everything parenting all without ripping our hair out
1: um look I do a lot of it with caffeine I'll be honest
0: but <laughs> um
1: toddlers really thrive on having some structure and routine to their day that they know what's coming next mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean sit and watch the clock all day there is nothing worse than I'm in mean, that newborn phase of watching the clock and waiting mm-hmm. those than watching the clock all day and going oh no now we've got to do this oh no now we've got to do that mm-hmm. um It's more about having a clear rhythm and routine that your toddler knows that they can, it's reliable, it's predictable, they know that this will happen and then this will happen. And then it kind of takes them out of that, I guess, fight or flight of what's going to happen next, what's going to happen next? It's like, I know, and they can sit securely in it. Mm, mm. Um, The other thing too with that sort of rhythm is it gives you time where you can actually go, oh, this is the time I'm going to have my coffee where I'm going to put my feet up and it gives you that um, time where you know what you're going to do.
0: Sorry, my dog
1: is not. Don't, don't
0: stress. Don't stress. I've had to mute myself so many times because everyone wants to do yard work right when I've started a video. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's decided that now he's going to bark at every single thing. that. I'm just
0: impressed that she hasn't been woken up.
1: <laughs> I'm happy with that. Otherwise, I would be yelling at you. I'm positive. So, yeah, having that. Sorry, I'll go back to what I'm saying rather than be distracted. The routine to the day or the rhythm to the day where you know you've got your time and your child has their time is one of the keys not to ripping your hair out. Like if you know you've got to get through the next hour and then you're going to go for a walk and you're going to put them in the pram, you're going to face them out because then they're not talking to you and you get that time to yourself Mm. to recharge is part of it. And then they get used to that routine too. Yeah, yeah. They're going to do, and in yeah. that form that they're going to sit out, and they're going to do that. um The other thing too is they know there's going to be times then where you are going to connect with them. If mm. you've left them for a few minutes, especially those younger toddlers and this one too, it's when are they coming back? Are they ever going to come back to me? Whereas mm. if you have that rhythm to the day of, we're going to sit down and we're going to play for five minutes, then I'm going to get up and I'm going to have my coffee. And then when I'm finished my coffee, I'm going to come back and play with you. Mm. And they can trust in that. They're not going to come and ask you 20 million times if you finish your coffee, or if Mm. you are, or if they do, you show them, and you take a long time to drink it, (laughs) Um, because they need their cup filled before Mm. they play independently. And I think sometimes it's the hardest part is feeling like we have to entertain them. Our job is to entertain
0: our kids and keep them happy all the time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like we're not. An Xbox, we're not that. That's not our job. It is not to have twenty million different setups all day every day. Mm. Is to give them space to play on their own, that independence play, and to help facilitate that. And then times where you connect with them and you play with them. Yeah, so scheduling that into your day. And it doesn't have to be set. It, you can change it each day, but um, having it where they know that mum or dad's going to play for 10 minutes or make my breakfast with me and we're going to connect there. Mm. And then they're going to go sit at their laptop and they've got to write three emails. And they've told me they're doing three emails and I'm going to talk. And they might still be next to you. It's not in a separate room or anything like that. But they know then at the end of that, you're coming back to them. Mm. And it's creating that routine and filling it with predictable things. Times yeah. for connection and then times for separation as
0: well yeah and it and I imagine it also takes some patience and time to establish that as well, especially if you're watching this now and you're deciding you're just going to implement this. It can take some time as well for everyone to get used to it, but I really like how you're also mentioning um <clears throat> that aspect of like this is gonna be my time in here like it's not it doesn't just have to be about our kids the whole time. yes, we want it to be our kids like that's important in our role as parents but part of why people are getting burned out or overwhelmed or feel like they can't handle the day. Like they're already dreading it as they wake up is because we're not taking care of ourselves during that time as well. Like you are allowed to take care of your own needs too. You know, we do that both, which is a big part of why I started doing what I do is that um, especially with gentle parents, it's a lot of give and give and give, yeah. you know, but it's, we also need to replace some of that so that we're making sure we're meeting our needs too, because that's just as important. Um so let's talk a bit about how can you balance self-care with toddler life? Can you? I
1: It's not. See, when I think self-care, sometimes you think it's a whole day or a whole um, hour to yourself, mm-hmm. whereas in toddlers, parenting, it might be in minutes that you can yeah. measure that self-care. So if you've set up, um, I don't know, one of my favourites is washing toys in the kitchen sink. I can stand at the kitchen sink and watch but not be involved in that. And mm. I can take a few big, deep breaths and that time to myself and that's self-care. Yeah. Um, you might find when everything goes wrong. When everything goes wrong here, add water. So I throw her in the bath and you go, right, you're in the bath. I'm still sitting, I'm still watching, mm. but I might pick up my book. And I might I read the same paragraph five times, <laughs> um, especially when you start to implement it and they don't learn yet that that book means don't talk to me. Mm. But slowly, I'm reading the book, darling. When I'm reading the book, you're playing and I'm going to read. When mm. when I'm finished reading this page, then I'll play with you. And reminding them there's the visual cue. I yeah. use the coffee cup a lot. Like I'm having my coffee when it's empty and you can come keep checking all you want, then I'm going <laughs> to play with you. Um, yeah. And then that's my moment. Um, I love making coffee and it's a mindful moment for me. And I take the time to make it each step of it, smell it, and it's a mind yeah, yeah. That's only two minutes of my day. Mm. And finding those little things
0: throughout it is where your self-care is. Yeah. If and that's know, what mindfulness practice is. Yeah. And there's a lot of power in that too, just taking lots of, like you said, lots of frequent moments, like frequent small moments, one to two minutes, but you're doing it lots of times <clears throat> during the day, and that could be things like, yeah, just getting to read a couple of pages of a book while they're in the bath. Or being really mindful about enjoying your coffee and making it enjoyable too. It makes and the big other difference. thing is to think about what activities do you like doing? So
1: I love going for a walk. So I'll put them all in the pram and we will go for a walk. Sometimes I'll face my daughter to me, my toddler, and yeah. we'll talk. Other times I'll face her out and I just mm. want to walk. Yeah. Um, if this one's crying, she loves music, so we'll put music on and you'll hear us mm. blaring it through the pram. Mm. Um but that's my few yeah. minutes and yeah I enjoy sensory play Hubby enjoys imaginary play so when we connect with our children too we do it in a way that we find joyful
0: yes I was just about to say that because I am someone like I'm gonna be honest I find it really hard to play with my kids I don't I don't like it like, yep. and I'm not going to feel shamed into saying that. I know other people are going to feel the same way too. Um, so I, when I pick activities to do with my kids, it's something that I want to do as well. Like Play-Doh was one um, or art making, because I can also join in in that. And that's something I want to do as well. Or even like going for a walk is something we all want to do. And that's really nice. So I think it's okay to not force yourself into doing something because you feel like you have to. Yeah, It's like make of- a list of your couple of things that you want to do and that you enjoy doing rather than forcing yourself and, just causing you pain and your kid's going to pick up on that anyway they're going to know if you don't want to be there
1: yeah and when you're planning your day you go right we're going to do they love my doll loves imaginary play I'm going to do five minutes of that and then I'm going to get out the sensory rice because that's what I enjoy yes and then I'm going to do that I filled her cup yeah if she wants to come play with me with the sensory rice by all means if she wants to keep playing with the dolls by all means I'm still enjoying that sensation of, mm. I love just picking it up and pouring it down and then if she comes and joins, she comes and joins. So finding those, yeah, those activities that you enjoy doing.
0: Yeah.
1: And toddlers love that parallel play. They like playing next to you. They yeah. don't need to they do. play yeah. with you. Mm. And they don't yet quite get, depending on the age of the toddler, that turn taking and the ball games and all that sort of stuff. They don't do the cooperative play. They do real parallel play. So if you want to get something out and play next and play mm. painting, drawing I do Mm. writing I know you do journaling like do that next to them yeah
0: I I do it a lot with like when the kids are outside playing and I'll put a towel down on the grass and I'll get my book to read because I want to do that and the next thing I know I'm also giving myself a pat on the back because now my kids are next to me also reading their books I'm like oh that worked out really well (laughs) yeah and
1: now but it is finding that time you know every day after nap time that's what we're going to do and if they know that's part of the routine And that if, every time you go outside, you're going to get the town and you're mm, going to do that. Mm. Slowly, I'm not saying anything happens overnight mm. at all, but slowly they get used to, oh, that's when mum's going to read or yeah. that's when dad's going to read. Um, and my daughter's learnt, if I'm going to do imaginary play, I go to that. If I want to ask for the sensory stuff, I'm going to go to mum because
0: she'll mm. give it to me. <laughs> and they learn. Oh, yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I didn't They think learn that. the types yeah. of play that
1: they want to ask from each person. Mm. Um, but I think self-care with toddlers is a bit about playing ourselves and giving mm. ourselves the space to do it and once they're playing on their own even if it's for two minutes it's not time to do the dishes mm. yeah it's not time to hang out the washing um like you can take that time for yourself mm. in those moments um and two, get them to help with the hanging out the washing yeah in the dishes all that sort of stuff they need to see that This is what family life is like. This is what it means to be part of the family. Yes, everyone everyone pitching in. Yeah. Um, And it's not something that, oh, okay, good, they're quiet for five minutes. I'm going to go clean the whole house. Mm -hmm. Like they're not going to do a good job. My toddler only cleans. I was just about to say that
0: because my kids love sweeping. Yeah. I'm not going to fight that. Even if it's an imperfect job, I'm still going to encourage it because one day when they're older they're going to be able to do it better. Right. But I still want to encourage that now my kids, because they're still quite little, we do washing windows. That's easy enough. It doesn't need to be perfect, but right. they love it because they, it's just water. If I put a towel down and no big deal, like water can be cleaned up. So yep. You've got to kind of let go of your expectations too with that. And they think it's so hilarious, like amazing to play, to do the squeegee. Like it's like this big thing to them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, great like please do that go wash the windows that's amazing
1: and if they wash the windows and if they're doing housework you could do housework then as well but don't make it the second you get that moment for self-care yes is when you then do jobs
0: think of it yeah it's like do something for self-care first because the jobs are always there it's that's why it's called housework it's work it's always going to be there it's never going away
1: and that's exactly it. it will always be there so model the housework to your children don't mm. be a fairy that comes and does it so they don't see that this yeah is that happens yeah. but also to prioritize that self-care first mm. so you can survive it so that mm. you can get to five o'clock and still have all your hair yes um, and <laughs> yes because otherwise you spend all day doing yeah. washing watching and dishes and mm. the kitchen mm. and that's before I even get to actually cleaning anything properly. Like mm, mm. you just spend all day picking up after, yeah, and it feels monotonous, and it it gets draining. Yeah, and, way, and they can help pack up again. Go back to the routines. If the routine is before we go for our walk, we have to pick up the toys, mm, mm. and you know they're not always going to like it, but if it becomes part of the routine, it becomes normalized. Yeah, and it becomes something that
0: they do without thinking about. Yes. Yeah, and that, and that was going to bring me to my next question with you as well is because um, things aren't always sunshine and rainbows and, you know, we all have emotions and we suddenly know our kids are not going to be happy all the time. They're going to have moments of frustration with us or with toys or with siblings or whatever it might be. So are meltdowns inevitable or can they be avoided?
1: I think there's an element that is developmentally appropriate. Yeah. They're still learning how to manage their emotions, they're still learning to identify their emotions, how to work through mm. work through their emotions. So there is an element that it's going to happen. You can't avoid all of them. It's the same as an adult. I can try and I'm still going to have my meltdown or my mm. yelling fit something. Yeah. Yeah. We can't avoid it. But we can help them through it when it happens. Mm. But what we can also do is set up our environment and our days to try and mitigate some of that. Yes. So Think about, like you said earlier, lower expectations. Does everything need to be a fight? So my daughter has gone out today in track pants and a jumper and a long sleeve T-shirt. <laughs> it is 30-plus degrees. <laughs> they are an air-conditioned shopping centre. And so I went, you know what? I just put in her day bag a change of clothes. If yes. she gets hot, she can get changed. Yes, the options there. She might not, yeah, she might not mm. because she's in an air-conditioned shopping center mm. It's not going to be a fight I'm going to pick right now. If they were going to the park, I would have done the same and just put the T-shirt and shorts in her bag mm. and know that when we get to the park, she go, oh, it's hot, I'll change now. If, um, like, when we travelled to Europe and it was minus two, I made that a fight that you had to actually put your snows. Yes,
0: it's like within reason. There are moments where you can follow your child's child and what they're wanting to do, but also there are take charge moments in parenting, and that's really important as well. Because a common misconception of gentle parenting is permissive parenting, and it's like no, there there are certain boundaries that need to be in place, but there's also flexibility there. Like you said, yeah. pick your pick your battles is a big thing for me as well. Sometimes it doesn't need to be a big deal. No. And that's okay. And other times it, it is like, yes, you know, we're walking next to cars, you must hold my hand. If you cannot hold my hand, I'm going to carry you or you're going to go in the pram. Um, but there's certain aspects where, yeah, we understand that we have to be the bigger, stronger in that parent-child dynamic. I kind of think,
1: are they going to hurt themselves? Are they going to hurt somebody else? Are they yes. going to break something? Mm-mm. And unless they're doing any of that, let it go. If they're going to paint the tree green, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. They're going to eat... What she ate the other day: peanut butter, Vegemite, and honey in one sandwich. She put barbecue sauce on sticky date pudding. <laughs> I thought hubby was going to stop her, and I said, "Why are you picking this battle?" And he went, "Because it's gross." And I said, "Well, she'll decide it's gross."
0: Yeah.
1: And he went, and we watched her, and she ate the entire. Yeah, I was going
0: to say no. Nah, she ate the whole thing, she didn't ate she? The whole thing. <laughs> and you know, who what's that saying? Yeah. Don't yuck my yum.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was just like whatever. If- <sighs> That's what's going to make her happy. Um, Doesn't matter because everyone lives their life differently. Like our Mm. family looks different to your family and she's working out how she wants her life to Mm. look. And the more choice that we can give them um, and say over their life, because toddlers are really fighting for control. Mm. They don't know who they are. They're trying to fight for who am I? How do I fit into this world? And then they're also trying to control the world, which is why routine really works because there is that element of predictability for them yeah
0: yeah Um, let's talk let's go a bit deeper onto that i want to touch on your point about letting them have control because it's their life as well um so how does building autonomy and giving voice help navigate big toddler emotions so i think it's it takes away some of that
1: argument so if they they're trying to say who am i so toddlers in toddlerhood, work out that they're separate to their parents and mm-hmm. they're separate to the world and that they actually get a say and they're kind of finding their voice. And the more that we give them an opportunity to develop the voice, the stronger that that will be as they grow and the more confidence yeah. that they'll have to be an individual. Yes. Um, and it also the more choice we can give them removes the argument. So if you're arguing about that it's bedtime and they don't want to go to bed, Ask them, do you want this book or that book? The argument then comes about book, not that it's bedtime. Mm-mm. You're still going to have to go to bed, but they feel like they've got a say in the matter and they've yes. got a say over it and they want to, like I said, build that identity and build control over their lives. Mm-hmm. So if we can give it to them in small ways,
0: mm-hmm. that's going to help. So and it's story- good. They should have that. Like yes. they are their own human being, but also... You don't want to then run the risk of always making all the choices and decisions for them. So when they're older, like a teenager or adult, then they've never done that before. And that's another risk that could happen too, is that then they're like, oh, I don't even know what to do or to choose right now because I've never done it for myself.
1: And you can frame their choice by all means. Um, like this morning. Oh, Yeah. I could have picked out choices that
0: you want. (laughs) Don't ever give your toddler a choice,
1: but you don't want one option. Always have to be happy with both options. So I could have given her two dresses or two shirts to pick from today. I, my error, I said, go get dressed. And so she did exactly what I asked. (laughs) Um, But I could have framed that choice. Um, We're currently picking colours for her room. She came out and picked the most vibrant orange and pink and brown and blue. And then I went, oh, I found these three. Which one do you think out of these three? And she went, oh, that one. She still thinks she chose the colour. She literally chose from the same three shades of purplish (laughs) colour. But she feels like she picked it. Yeah. And And that matters. And it is that balance of frame the choice. So for breakfast, do you want muesli or do you want porridge? Yeah. You're happy with both options, but they feel like they've got a say. and then. When you give them the porridge, they're less likely to go. That's not what I want because they chose Yes. <laughs> and I
0: don't, and I think some, if anyone's watching this thinking it's very simple, it is, but it isn't. Because if you think about it, there's so many decisions that we make throughout every day, there's a lot. So if you are doing that every single time for your child, it makes sense that they're going to be really annoyed and frustrated, especially by the end of the day and be even more resistant to whatever you're trying to get them to do. Um, So, and even me saying that what you are trying to get them to do, it's not about controlling what they're doing. It's about saying, I see you as your own person. I'm also aware of my own boundaries and what I want to happen here, ideally. So I'm going to provide you with these choices. Lots of times for all these seemingly little things Because that's going to build up and that's like building them up. If you think of it like a cup, even, you know, it's building up their Mm -hmm. confidence, it's building up their body autonomy, knowing they have a say, knowing that you're going to listen to them as well and respect their choice or decision. These seem like small things, but we're also talking about the developmental aspect of a toddler. These will then grow into big things when they're teenage years. It's going to look different. You're not going to ask your teenager and make it all about body autonomy, whether you're going to wear the blue shirt or the red shirt. That's not going to exist then. You know, it's going to look different for other. Things like talking about what, I don't know, classes are going to take. I don't even know what it is yet because I'm not there yet with my own kids. Um, But I imagine it looks very different and they're more serious things. But they know that they can come to you to talk to you. They know you're going to respect their decision. So it's about remembering that there's a bigger picture here. Your toddler is going to grow into a teenager, into an adult. And that's like the core of gentle parenting as well, that we're always thinking about the long-term benefits. But doing stuff like this helps you out when it's really challenging and, and when it's really hard. It's funny because you're like, I love toddler years. I'm like two is the worst. I do not like two. It is so I love- hard. <laughs> I would rather i take a newborn any day.
1: <laughs> no, and I love it. But I also think too with their choices is you don't have to give them a choice over everything all the yeah. time. Yes. If they know that for breakfast they get to choose and then you're Yeah, choosing- like it becomes automatic sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um they get to choose breakfast, but you're going to choose their outfit. If that's something that matters to you, that's that balance of self-care versus, I think we might be waking up, um, versus then giving your toddler a a voice. And it's a balance in what suits you and what fights that you want to pick. And decision fatigue can be your thing. Like they've got too many choices, too
0: many options. Which is why sticking to like two choices is good. Like you kind of don't want to overdo it. No more than three, I would say.
1: Yeah. And then also too, not every point of every day does everything need to be a decision yeah the other thing too is you can give them a decision and I know this happens in my house all the time and you can say do you want porridge or muesli and they'll go porridge and then you get the porridge and then they go no I don't want that and you might get a meltdown at that point because you have Mm. to say you know what you actually chose that Mm. and when we make a choice you know sometimes it's okay to change our mind
0: yeah sometimes it's not and you have to decide
1: which decisions are they allowed to change?
0: Yes. Which ones aren't they? So And me, sometimes that can lead to natural consequences as well. Like, you know, like the natural consequence of, of choosing to pick um, the tracky set. Yeah. In summer is like, well, the natural consequences you're gonna get hot, like you're gonna be sweaty, you're gonna be uncomfortable. Um yeah. but then the take charge of the parent is like, I'm, i still have the other choice there for you to get dressed yes, into but you Because you're a you toddler, you're two or three, like come on.
1: <laughs> and yeah. true that it can be um, like for me, I hate food wastage. So you pick mm. that food, you have to eat it. Mm. You can then have the muesli after you've had the porridge if you're still hungry. I'm no, no issue with that. Yeah. But we're not just getting rid of food because you've changed your mind. If you've changed your mind in your outfit five times before we leave the door, I'm going to do that too. So that's okay to change your mind on that one. So teaching them to what decisions can they change their mind on? Yeah. And then yeah. what ones, that's it, that's what you chose.
0: Yeah. So coming back to the surviving toddlerhood part and we know how challenging it is as mums. So one final point to touch on is what can mums do when they are just done and need a break? We all have those days where you're over it, like nothing else can come from it. So what can we do on those days?
1: I think it comes down to it's hard because there's some of us at the moment like not in lockdown and I can go, mum, come over. I need help. And you can pull in that tribe and pull in those people and those friends. Organise a play date. Another kid for yours to play with can sometimes be the break that you need go to the park. But then on the other side, you've got people who are in lockdown who aren't able to get out. And those days are tough too because getting outside or getting out of the house and a change of scenery can be just what everybody needs. Yeah. Um, And that's where you want those really simple guaranteed to win ideas for your kid mm. so like i said earlier washing toys is one of mine mm. throwing her in the bath is another one and another i guess it's like a circuit breaker we're going around and around in circles we're fighting 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 yeah. give her something
0: that is high value that they're going to yeah. really love yeah um, Ours is like watering the plants i don't know what it is about it it like yep. is like top of their list like and and it seems like nothing to us but to them it seems like the world so it's oh. also about really knowing your child and what they are like doing as well and picking up on that yeah.
1: and to like don't be afraid one ours is one of ours is cleaning the stairs with water um we've got those set activities that i know yes. sensory rice and sometimes when i put that out i walk in the other room and go i need five yeah. and i know yeah. that when yeah. i get back it's going to be an absolute mess yes but that's okay because i've had mm. my 5 minutes mm back to myself um it can be get out their favorite food yes and let them just sit and eat because if it's their favorite what toddler won't go quiet to eat nice rock? Mm, mm. like something that you know is going to get yeah you know when you've got that sensory overload as a mother like that mum, mom, mom and the yes. noise and the dog barking the baby crying you're like i just need quiet yeah so what yeah. is going to give you that quiet so you can quiet your mind yeah. is what you're after. And don't be afraid. Um, so we're obviously in the newborn phase. One of my favourites at the moment is my daughter's idea, I can't take credit, is a picnic party. So a picnic party <laughs> is where she puts the towel out on the bed. She goes, gets her favourite food from the cupboard and the fridge and she picks, it can be anything from strawberries through to the chocolate that I've hidden up the back that I thought I hid really well. Um, and then we watch... TV in bed while I feed and I'm managing. Yeah. Do. This one, which is what I need to be doing. Yeah. Um, And she's happy because she's got all her favourite food. It's a special treat because we don't get to do it every day.
0: Yeah. And, and that's key too is having those special things be infrequent too. Yeah. Yes.
1: Because then it is really that circuit breaker of, oh, my mm. mom's best, she let me sit in bed and watch TV and I'm like.
0: <laughs> that was for me. <laughs> that
1: was for me. That wasn't for you. But by yeah. all means. Yeah. And it is having those few things that you know you can have in your back pocket for your kid. And so it can be trying to find it too. Mm. Like for a while too, ours was Play-Doh. It's not now. I can get a Play-Doh and she looks at it and she walks away. Mm. So that's not. Whereas anything with hubby's out buying a hose today because he thinks she's going to love a hose. Yeah. So he wants to get a hose for when he needs that break to water the plants because he thinks that's a winner. Yeah. Um, And finding it for your child so that you know what that is to get you that break Mm. where you could call a friend where you could sit on your phone where you can have whatever you need to do
0: Mm. what's that surefire way to win and honestly for me it's embracing tv or ipads and i i felt a lot of shame for a long time with that because of being so deep in that community of like pinterest mom and tv and technology is bad and honestly we don't actually have enough um, information on it yet to know the true effects. I also am a believer in the kids need to learn that for their future. Like it's very yeah. entrenched in our society and schooling and stuff. So I also tell people like I get migraines as well. So on days like that, if my husband can't come home early for work or whatever it might be, I'm more than happy to chuck them in front of the TV or the iPad in bed next to me and then everyone's happy everyone's safe i know where they are um that's it we and, do that and it's about surviving again surviving yes,
1: it is and when i need um one of my favorite self-care things is to go have a shower i like yes. that and that and if she's sitting watching a seven minute episode or something mm. i know that that's how long the episode is mm. i can hear all oh my love
0: um and I'll go have a shower yeah. in that time. I'm just going to stand, sorry. Yeah, that's all right. We're finishing up now anyway. So, because um, I'm also aware of the movie, know, she, she's but good if you're standing. It's one of those baby things. Uh, they always do that, don't they? they they're yeah. like the movement. Um, but, no, I've really appreciated our chat. I feel like we covered so much in here. Um, can you please tell everyone where to find more of you?
1: Um, I... Mainly on Instagram, inspire.learn.teach. But I also do have a website with some blogs with some simple ideas. Um, if you're looking for some play ideas of how to break that, and also got some blogs there on um, giving your total voice as well, which is what oh, we talked about. Perfect.
0: Today. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time with us. That's and right. she's been so good. She what has been you? so good. She's you're eating your hair now, but you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what they do. Thank you so much, so much again, again for Tiffany. having me.